All right, welcome to something like that with yours truly, Nav. And finally, I got myself a microphone. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, baby. I finally got myself a microphone, something that I've been waiting for for a very, very long time. Because uh, trust me, being a person who's been doing this for uh, quite a while now, without a microphone, it sounds really, really, really weird. And finally, I got one done. And uh, just to let you know, this is the um, episode number five, six, seven. I kind of lost track with that. And I'm uh, going to make a big shout out to our friends from gundang.com.my. Or rather, gundang. You can check them out at uh, gundang.com.my. The guy's have been truly supportive of this show. Actually, the idea was initiated by them also. And uh, today is a guest that I have uh, missed in the previous time. We were supposed to have this chat earlier, but this time... Uh, thank goodness everything's a-okay. He's back with me and uh, he has to promise me something before he starts. Okay, you have to promise me something that you're not going to comb your beard in front of me. <laughs> I knew you were going to do something like that, man. I knew you were going to do something like that. Because trust me, what you have over there and what I have on my face makes me look like I still have pubic hair on my face, dude, in comparison with what you have. So please no, don't make me feel bad, dude. I'll just use my how hands. You... Like I'll just use my hands. No, how, many, <laughs> how long has it been? I mean, how long have you been uh, growing the thing uh, there? Actually, the thing is, wait, let me just uh, put this on my page and then, okay, we're good to go. Yeah, so okay. good thing about another device so we can reshare on the other stuff. Uh, yeah. No, actually, I've actually had the beard the last, uh, I would say, six, seven years now. I only started growing the beard when I was 30, so I'm 38 this year. Uh, Six, seven years, which means you haven't shaved since then. So what I've done is, uh, in the span of seven years, I've only uh -huh. grown, I only clean shaved like twice. But okay. uh, and but other than that, I usually just trim it. I've just been trimming it. So I've never gone fully like, only like, that was because of like some, uh, what's you call that, that Moember thing I, I did okay. some money. So I did that. Uh, there was once, and then another time also for Moember or something like that. That's about it. Uh, but, but how long does it take to grow to that level again? This, this, I just trimmed it again. Uh, this length maybe will take like six, five to six months, maybe. Really? Six yeah. Months? Yeah. yeah, six months. Yeah, give and take. Yeah. I haven't had the patience to grow my beard that long. I, I tried, I tried in the sense of, but when it comes to the second month, they just get pretty irritated. You know, it's like you know, you know that's. Itchy feeling you get, and especially when you go for banana leaf rice and you have rice stuck yeah. here and there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's, that's one of the reasons why I don't. Have... <laughs> Having the beard also has made me eat slower now. <laughs> Seriously, like, like I take my time to eat because, like, uh, it's very true. Because the first two months when it's growing out is very, like, very irritating. Uh -huh. But then the moment the moment it gets to a certain level, like certain length, then it's like fine. But at the same time, like. You really take time to eat because, like, I've had too many accidents, lah, bro. Like, okay, it's just, I I could imagine yeah. because even even with this, because mine is like nothing much actually, just small. I just like to keep it well trimmed. Is even that you have like one one grain of rice here, or maybe we need ice cream, yeah. something drips over there, and you smell pretty funky after that. So, but yes. you hats off, man, for that beard. I mean, of course, this <laughs> this whole yeah. whole segment is not to discuss about Prakash's beard, but. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually to talk about comedy. As the uh, yeah. title suggests, it was all about comic, stand-up comic and uh, uh, comedy. And yeah. it's definitely not a joke at all. But to my surprise, I've been wanting to ask you this particular thing. Yes. This particular segment actually has been in my head for a couple of years now. Because from the first time I saw you, you were with Star. Then you went to photography. And then all of a sudden, it's a funny Mr. Funny Man. How the hell did that happen, man? I mean, seriously. Yeah. So, uh, so actually, my 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 background. I'm actually a broadcasting major. I'm actually a broadcasting major. Uh, okay. I studied in UCSI, so I I always wanted to be either on like uh, you know be on in front of the camera, that kind of thing, like be a host, that kind of stuff. But I also really love like uh, filmmaking and stuff like that. So I used to do a lot of freelance work in production before I. Okay. So when I graduated, I was working for a production company for a while like a year so i did like all the local dramas like tamil malay drama mm. la, chinese drama and all that stuff then after a year and a half i'm like okay i actually got invited i actually got offered to work back in the university that i was studying which is ucsi so okay. when i was studying in ucsi i actually set up their whole uh web tv so at that time the internet was still like coming up and like people were trying to put content online so what i did was like i created like a like a in-house uh web television thing for them so like everything was based on youtube and 
the IT guys created the the layout and all that. So it was like still very slow, but like we were putting out content for the university. Okay. And then because uh, I also was because this job was part of the corporate comms, so I of course I got to know about advertising as well. So I got to learn from my boss at that time, this lady. Uh, I can't remember her name, but yeah. Uh, so and then I actually got offered to go and work in the Star. So I was with advertising with the Star for like six, seven years, and so. So I was a writer with them, and then, but all this while I was still taking photos. I was still a photographer at the back, because I used uh -huh. to go and shoot the gigs and all the music gigs, all the, all the local stuff, all the local gigs. I used to shoot a lot of the gigs, and then I decided to go freelance when I was 30 years old. And then when I was doing photography, and then, because I always loved comedy, I've always loved comedy. And then the comedy scene was just starting in KL at that time. Uh, no, but the, the thing is this, I, I mean, yeah. I'm so sorry I had to ask you this question. You might have explained this about a thousand and one times where every single time somebody interviews you, but it's been a puzzle. I always like to hear it from the horse's mouth itself, what he did. Yeah, but yeah. The, my question is, sorry, I don't mean to sound offensive or whatever. No, no, no. How no. the hell did he know that you were funny, dude? Because the last time I, we had a chat, it's like, sorry to say this, we were nothing funny about you, Dan. <laughs> it was just another joke. So, like, all of a sudden, I say, hey, Prakash Daniel, stand-up comedian. It's like, what the hell happened, man? I, I think, I think it's so. So, like I said, I used to go watch all the shows. You know, like in Zook Underground, the time Time on uh -huh. Kel used to do the show called uh, Comedy Thursday every month. It was a once a month show, and that time, that's the time when like Kevin J, Lisa Van Gazel, Puppy Zag, all these people were like, you know, like doing already. So. Uh, I don't so like I used to go watch the shows and then they always tell me like hey we're starting open mic come okay. and try five minutes if if you don't like if you don't do well <laughs> then don't do you know okay so I went and did it for the first time and uh, I mean I kind of like crafted the jokes based on like whatever I'm going through or whatever not and then it worked and, like for the I uh, five minutes I think so I did like five like I did four jokes and like no, I did five jokes and three landed like really big laughs. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is... So I was thinking to myself like, maybe it's like a beginner's luck thing, like, you know, first time thing. So maybe I'll go and try again. Okay. So I went and tried again. And then I tried a few times. And then the flow was getting better. And I'm like, actually, this is not bad. I can I can try doing this. So, uh, and then that's how it started. I started progressing from there, you know, and uh, just started doing more jokes about myself but, but seriously uh, yeah. because the thing the, the thing is this okay in order for you to be a stand-up comedian you got to know what is like i said being a stand-up comedian is not a joke okay it's a serious matter down here it takes a lot of skills and not anybody and everybody can be a stand-up comedian but like as for you in, in order to try out the open mic you need to prepare sets and so on so how do you know what what's the proper set and what's not a proper set and how do you, um, you have the transitions and flow i think that's the thing because the thing about stand-up like mm -hmm. a lot of stand-up comedians, like doesn't matter, not even not only here, even people from around the world, when you ask them, they all say the same thing. They really don't know what was the structure before it was even presented. So we, we just go in, most of us just learn by trial and error. I mean, like generally, we never had a comedy culture in Malaysia as well. So okay. we don't know how to set up a joke. So like we just see what these first do, okay, like we follow. Then only we slowly start learning about what is a setup, what is a punch up, what is a what's the punchline. Uh, yeah, the whole work. So along the way, it was like learning along the way. Uh, and it was easier to learn because the scene was very small here compared to America or Australia. Was it? Because because I, yes. I remember that uh, when it comes to stand-up shows back in the day, it was, let's say, dominated by the pioneers, the, the really good guys yeah. and all. So everybody's a critic. You screw up a little bit, you don't sound a little funny, that's it. You are labeled yeah. as... A lousy comedian and penetrating yeah. into that particular market that's that was my biggest uh question mark is like how did it feel for you i mean was it easy for the first task it was actually like it was i think the 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 lot of comedians get the bug they call it getting the bug right you get the comedy bug it's like you know you're not doing well or you are like and me like you're not even you're a beginner but like when that one joke lands and you mm -hmm. hear the people going crazy that will convince you to like, you know what? I I, I think I can do this. Because ah. the, the you know, because most it's like it's like it's like musicians, right? Like, you know, like if one of the original songs, like after them playing for long and then they play the original song and you can hear the audience listening and singing that the songs, it's the same okay, feeling, okay. you know. And like the so that that was that was the turning point for me because like because 
I mean, I grew I, I grew up in church, so I'm I, right. I was very much involved. Like I was singing in church and like performing in front. Of, I mean, singing in front of like tons of people and like in all that like you know. So I didn't have stage fright. I I was okay, but I was still afraid. Like you know, like hey, I do this, people gonna laugh or not? You know. So yeah, seriously, uh, if it was me, I would have been pissing in my pants, dude. I, I I've done I'm seeing for years for more about 25, 20, 25 years yeah. and so on. But if you ask me to do stand up. For five minutes, I'll shoot myself. And trust me, there's no way you're going to find me on stage doing stand-up comedy. And the funny thing is this, is like you have friends. Sometimes you have friends who comes along, uh, come along and say, hey, you're funny, lady. you should try up stand-up comedy, which I know is the stupidest thing to say. Yeah. Because trust me, the jokes that you tell among friends, you know, in the mama shop or maybe in a pub yeah. or something is totally different when it comes different, to stand-up yes. comedy on stage. Yeah. So did, did you, was that... A, a factor for you to try out stand-up comedy or other than you watching it out or watching no, the no. shows? Uh, so like I've been so when I used to go and watch the shows like then it was Kevin Kevin uh, Kevin J is the one who told me like hey you see you since you enjoy I mean like you're a big fan of comedy like why not come and try like I mean so but because by the time I already know I've seen all the comics perform so I kind of know like okay I know what's the setup I know what's a punch up I know what's a punchline so I know the flow already in my head even though I'm not performing it, but from the style of it, you really know what's going to okay. happen. So I kind of had a like a, a background, and I was I also did a bit of theater back in university, you know. Mm-hmm. So it kind of helps to know a bit of the basics. But like sometimes it's even though it's a basic, but it's a it's a totally new art form, you know, because it's a very underrated art form. It's the simplest, but it has to be so well done that it has to land. If it's if it's bad, you then that's the thing because. Stand up is the only art form where you get instant recognition. If you're not, <laughs> no, that is your audition. People always ask like, oh, "Where do I go for auditions?" The audition is the open mic, you know. And, yeah, because uh, I, I remember was it was it PJ in Jaya PJ One or something they Jaya had one, Jaya new, Jaya Jaya one, one. Yeah. That's where yes. it all started up the open mic thing. I mean, shows yes, and yes, everybody yes. was trying it out, yes. giving it a shot. Whether you yes. can do it, you can do it. And of course, some of them really suck. Like, sorry to say this, but I mean, it's a fact. Like it's a fact. Oh, I mean, as a person yeah, who's yeah. watching it. I have the right to know whether it's nice or not nice. Yeah, whether I can do it or not is a different story. But as an audience, you know. But the thing is, what happens is through the years, it evolved. And who I said sucked turned out to be super, super good comedians right now. So I think yeah, it's a yeah. process. La. One finding no, me better. It is a process. Uh, I mean, okay. So I, I, I personally feel there's two ways of looking at it. It's like any art form. Yeah, yes, you can practice and become really good. Uh, and also the other factor would be like uh that if you have a bit of like that that small x factor in you or like or like you know that also will help to boost it further uh sometimes you can keep on doing it but like if you know that for a fact that because i know our friends who are amazing writers but when they go on stage they don't know how to present it ah so that also plays a role because you know why yeah. uh why i'm asking this is because uh reason of course they had recently we had the kevin J blow up thingy or whatever it was it was a bit ranting oh, yeah. or some things and that's where i discovered that you have several categories of stand-up comedy which is yes, yes, i don't know yeah. you have storytelling you have i don't know slap song and then some chop stuff so i just need to know what are the categories that people need oh, to know they okay. need to understand so so this is a very good question you asked because so in 2018 when i mm-hmm. got invited to perform at the melbourne international comedy festival so melbourne international comedy festival is the third biggest comedy festival in the world so the first is edinburgh Second okay. is uh, Montreal, which is just for laughs, and then third is Melbourne. So when wow. I went to Melbourne, as a st- so I'm in Malaysia, we are so used to like okay, stand up is one person holding a mic and you tell your jokes to the audience. I went to Melbourne, it just blew my mind because like comedy is not just stand up comedy. Stand up comedy, it's by itself, but comedy they have like music comedy they had like sketch based comedy they had slapstick comedy they had dance based comedy they it it was insane Nav. you have no idea like my my brain just exploded like i i and 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 there's a whole plethora of comedians just for kids so like the show really? so the 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 festival runs for three and a half weeks yeah so and during the three and a half weeks, it's the school holidays in, in Australia. Okay. From 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. is only shows that are dedicated for kids. And you have comedians coming out and doing jokes. And, and there's like, even for the kids, there's like comedy for kids, like stand-up comedy. And then you have like 
guys who are like doing magic tricks and like they're using like bubble art and like and and it's all funny it's everything is funny so, so because, and that's the thing. but it, as for the stand up comedian okay stand up comedian yeah. like as yourself you have several categories of or other styles of doing it right because yes. like uh, i i can't really say much because i don't know much about stand up comedy but based on what i've viewed on youtube's or all the videos like for example george carlin he has the thing that he tells a joke he stops he moves on to the next one Yeah. and then there's some of the comedians who does like you start you don't realize the transition until the end of it it's yes. like half an hour non stop there's so there's a smooth transition going on and then some of them yes. actually tell stories and so on so yes. how how is that how many categories do you have for that particular I would say style? I would say I would say there's a I mean in a in a nutshell you would say there's a one liners so the like mm-hmm. Mitch Hedberg Mitch Hedberg only tells one line jokes one liner jokes okay uh, and then you have anecdotal anecdotal comedians so like it's more like a observation kind of thing then sometimes you also have the storytellers so like i i would say myself a storyteller because i like to do a lot of long form stuff and then you okay. have the observational uh, stand up comedians so like they see like like seinfeld seinfeld is like a well known observational comedian he's like hey what is up with like coffee mugs you know what is up with the airports you know so it's very much like just random things so it's observational comedy so and then the fifth one would be like more like uh, i would say uh, a bit more um how is like in your face kind of style of comedy like also can okay. be done by stand up comedians so that's another guy called uh, anthony jesselnick so he's very like very dark la like, i would say very dark style of comedy you know so this in a nutshell for stand up comedians will be like five of this there can be more but like you know uh, and uh, and that's the thing about comedy it gives you the option of actually mixing this with something else Huh? Yeah. Ah. Like my my always been my question because yeah. the thing is like like I said earlier if you uh, when you observe stand up comedians like you have one minute you're doing this then you're moving that but some of them would just stick to one particular style from the very start till the end. So yeah. as for you you said you're a storytelling person but do you mix yeah. and match everything else? Yeah, so like for my one hour show that I did last October I mm-hmm. actually incorporated my my photography and uh, a bit of music in my show. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So the show was about. So the the show was called Beautiful, and the, it was it was a story about. It was basically a, a a show about relationships. You know what I had with uh with with my previous uh my ex girlfriend. You know it was about that. And now, but what I did was I started the show with uh, my friend Santosh, who's a Indian Carnatic singer. Who's yes. You know, he started the show, and the whole idea of the show was like if you watch a Tamil movie, usually there's this in the old kampung style. There will be always be that one guy who goes out and disseminates the message. right they, yeah. they call him ferrari right so you know so that was the role of santosh so santosh was there in the whole show so i was having a small conversation with him while i'm doing my set and then i had my photography because i related my show with photography and then okay. i also had music so uh it was very different in no one has done that in kl before so i i kind of and that's the thing because the, the comedy gives you that option of like uh, a bit of flexibility because now you can do a lot of things last time people be like If you're a purist, it's like oh, you know, you just tell jokes, uh, which is fine, which is good because that is the audience. Some audience will want that, some audience want something different. So But now you have uh, choices, and plus comedy has evolved very, very much. Like from the days much. which I used to go and check out shows, it was yeah. uh, the the key names you're talking about: Jit Murad, Hari Iskandar, Comedy yes, Court. Yeah. You know, yes. the the same group of people. This usual suspects of ten people. That's all you're going to get. But right now, yeah. there has evolved so much. There's so many great uh, stand-up yeah. comedians, but The question is is how would you know who's doing what i mean the style can they accept it because you see like you say when you accept like uh, like i say when i give the names of the uh, 10 usual suspects you know that that's what you're going to ex- uh, expect they have the same yeah. similar style going on but with stand up comedians these days it's hard to predict you know the style of going in so so how does it get on with the audience i mean how do the audience know because it's going to be a mixed crowd altogether so how does that work yeah. It, it will be a mixed crowd because I, and, and and that's the thing that's the other thing i mean it all boils boils down to uh comedy culture as well like uh we, the the culture here is still i would say i mean this is my personal opinion like we mm-hmm. still have a long way to go because like to be honest uh like you know macc right the malaysian association of yeah. chinese comedy they did their final like their goodbye tour and they did all around uh, malaysia they did australia they did singapore and all that they had a total of like 20,000 audience you know in, wow. in total and the funny thing is i was talking to chiho the other day and he chiho is telling like 
this audience who's came to watch us in our shows will never come and watch a show in the joke factory because for them we are the only standard comedians that they they you know the following or they have the, the yeah it's following is one but also like like we we are not exposed to like the malaysian the the public is not exposed to comedy like the only idea of comedy is the the malay shows that you see because if you go to australia they they televise the melbourne festival so people yeah. actually make a day out of it so like you know when you go out to watch a show during the festival like the whole family will come on like okay let's go out uh from in the afternoon we're going to watch a show for this kid and then like okay then the mother goes back with the young kid then the the father will stay back with his friends and then they watch the like the late night show so it's they make a day out of it you know so it's and and it's it's like that is like you know 30 over years of doing comedy in australia but here i would say only the last 10 years the scene has grown with with the help like people like jit murad comedy court and harit who were doing shows they were basically hijacking places like dinners and like clubs yeah. and And also, <laughs> so this this one of the best ways to. I mean, they, they get paid pretty well. Also, you know, the yeah. thing is, like, uh, I was going to trying to revert back to what uh, Kevin said the other day on uh, his uh, his rant, yeah. and uh, one of the factors is we are looking at is because of the less of less of uh, lack of exposure on TV or rather having yeah. comedy specials. Like even most of the uh, comedians that we have right now is on Netflix. Which yeah. is not exactly 100% blazing to be prepared to be said. Yeah. Okay, you yeah. have a whole lot of TV stations, and uh, of course, the majority. I, I can understand if it's a government station, you have to be really, really careful with uh, yeah. what you say and so on because of the subject. But uh, one of the uh, famous station, which I'm not going to give the full name, uh, the short name is Ass. Uh, so you know they could have created more programmings and so on. Yes. But yeah. the thing is this. But if let's say you don't have an av- avenue, if the stations refuse to do that what are the options yeah. this uh, comedians have i i would say like right now uh online man online is the way to go like i'm not yeah. like, I, because uh i would say they are like these are like based on comedians from uh, america yeah uh like like three or four of them that i follow they okay. they they declined the offer from netflix so they mm-hmm. they Yeah, they declined the offer from Netflix, and they put their one-hour show free on YouTube for people to watch. Wow. You know, so that because they see they and and a lot of comedians are also having this thought because like because right now Netflix is producing so many stand-up specials that the quality has also gone down. So so when 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 a a really good comedian from New York who's amazingly good cannot go into Netflix because you don't you you do not play to that certain uh state boundaries okay. of like. you know finance and all that stuff people put the stuff out for free you know and that's the thing because uh i mean like you see even like i i know for a fact that like in malaysia if a mm-hmm. short clip of a comedian goes viral in one of those uncle and aunties whatsapp group means you yeah. have made it you know <laughs> seriously i have actually had like a, a group of like all uncles and aunties came to my show to harit's place because they saw my video on whatsapp Nice. So it's it's you a know, good exposure, good publicity, uh, advertising, to be more precise. I, I But think doesn't it affect the income? Yeah. But wouldn't uh, that affect the income if you're going to have, like, say, if your materials are always out there? Because you remember, whenever yeah. you watch his comedy show, you're always you always advise the audience not to record the show because it is yeah, you don't want the course. people to know the the jokes in advance. But if you're going to release it on YouTube or any yeah. of the stuff. That mean, which means you have to be constantly coming up with new materials, very very frequent. Which is which is uh, the other thing that I wanted to say. I mean, you really asked me the question because uh, it, it's so true. Because okay, I give you a very good example. Like com- comedians from India, right? Okay. Doesn't matter, not South, whatever, not right. Tamil speaking, Hindi speaking, English speaking, whatever, not. They are like the top. We are talking about the top tier, top tier comedians here. Okay. Like leave leave Verdas aside. Verdas is like really well known now. He went to America and all that stuff. Like the comedians that are well known in India itself, they don't have to leave India to perform anywhere else. That it's how much money they're making in India, because okay. if they do the one population. joke, yeah, population is one. But okay. if they do a joke and they put it on on YouTube and that 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 clip goes viral, uh-huh. right? They get they they get the viewership, they get the following, and generally Indian comics. Like once they reach a certain level where they have done one one-hour shows and they know they can sell that one-hour show, they are writing another hour show in the next six months. 
that wow. is how hardworking they are. So that's why sometimes, like, I know for a fact that I, I mean, I'm, I'm also in this category because, like, I, I find it very hard to come up with material. It's, it takes time. Mm -hmm. But like, the Indian comics, amazing writers. One of the best writers I've ever seen in my life. Like, you know, uh, like, like, because, like, there's something about the way how they write and the way how they, they present it. And they can. I have met this guy. He was been doing comedy for four years, and he's got six one hours. Wow. Yeah. So you know. So that's why sometimes you cannot say like, oh, you know, it's very hard to come up with material. It's a matter of how you actually put in that effort as well. You know. Uh, and also it's the and like here we only have two comedy clubs, and we have like what three open mics. It's different, you know. In New York, you can go down. There's like down whatever not. That's like six comedy clubs in in one street, and you can do open mics on every street, you know. So yeah, and that's how you develop jokes as well, you know. Here sometimes you do one joke, and then you're like, oh, you have to wait for the next one, you know, and then you do again. And yeah, that's why, but, like, just, but the thing is, sometimes like some of the jokes are re repeated in a very very, uh, it takes a long time for them to actually get rid of that joke and start with a new one. Like uh, one of the recent shows that I've hosted as an MC, mm. I'm. One of the famous comedians were performing on that particular show. And the jokes that he actually said, or rather he performed, was something well, like, I heard about five to six years ago. Yeah. And it's still re being recycled to the present time, which was bad. Yes. Like it, was, it, took, it was really bad with, the, uh, with the, the, the current audience. because, And also I've noticed that for those who've been doing it for a very long time, the pioneers, yeah. it seems to be a bit difficult to keep up with the present comedians. I, okay, this issue is so is so interesting. You brought this up because uh, I I mean I work with I, I work I work in both clubs. You know, there's two comedy clubs. One is Joke Factory, and the other one is uh, Crack House. And like I I have seen like I have seen like some of the older comics, like mm -hmm. especially if I'm hosting or if there's a lineup of like younger comics opening for the bigger acts. Yeah, I I've even also seen older comics from like Australia or India or anywhere from around the world, older comics here, yeah, who come to KL and they have our local boys opening for them and at, and I'm hosting, the guys are like, man, how am I going to follow these guys? <laughs> you know? And, and to hear that, to hear that, it's amazing because like, you know for a fact that you are doing a way better job than the headliner. That means the headliner has to work way harder than yeah, the but, but that's going to be really tough, isn't it? Because imagine this, when you are going to go on stage, you have prepared yourself, you have prepped yourself. Okay, these are the jokes yeah. I'm going to perform. Maybe I can take this out, I can add on this and so on. But then again, if your head, your, your opening act has done an amazing job, how yes. do you actually change or do whatever you need to do? Because it's already pre-planned. So you know you're going to fuck up the whole thing or not. Yes, yes. I think that's, 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 uh, that separates you from a... a, a, a a mediocre comedian and a, and a better comedian because like I, I have seen comedians who okay so I've seen been at shows or sh the shows that I've hosted where I see the opening acts kill so hard and then the headliner comes in and he tops that off wow yeah and 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 that only takes like like that takes skills because like uh and and that's the thing because I always believe in like no matter how good you are uh sometimes it's 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 the attitude towards the whole art form as well. Because I have also seen a lot of headliners from different parts of the world. Okay. Like, they, they don't watch the opening acts, all right? They, they will be maybe having a beer at the bar or what, or they're downstairs having a smoke. They don't watch. They don't listen, right? Okay. And then when they come and perform, they ask the same questions back to the audience. And sometimes the audience is like, hey, the host just asked that. Or the ah, guy... There's a bit of killjoy there, huh? But that's the thing. So, and I have seen, like, amazing comedians who respects everyone in the tier, doesn't matter you're a newcomer or what, he sits down, he listens to everyone's thing, and when he does his headline set, he refers back, he makes callbacks to all the jokes that the opening acts make. So that 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 makes it to, a, you bring it to another level, you know? Uh, yeah, and, and that's, that's how you do well, you know? Sometimes sometimes it's all about like, oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm this, I'm so and so, you know, I can kill. I have seen people who are like amazing <laughs> comics die on stage. <laughs> oh man, I, I could imagine that because yeah. you see the things that you're telling me right now is something that a common person, an audience would never could have figured that out. You know, it's like because you yeah, know there's yeah, so many yeah, things yeah. like sometimes like yes, like what you said, opening acts are good. Sometimes the opening acts are bad, but the headline is yeah. good, vice versa. And now you tell me that some guys can 
top that, which is uh, yeah. amazing, which is amazing. But the contents of it, when you say that international acts performing down here and also some of the local acts performing internationally, uh, that has also been another puzzle for me because you see the jokes that you tell as an Asian, you know, the Asian things that's yeah. going on, like based on observation in the Asian market, you tell it okay. to a European market, let's say, let's say, for example, Australia, US or whatever, does it yeah. really sink in there? Because some, you know, like some of the Matsali guys, when they come down here, they tell the jokes based on US, the uh, the foreign yeah. European culture, but doesn't really sit in with the local uh, local Asians. How, so how, do you, how does that go by? So like for me, I realized one thing. So uh, this is a big struggle for me when I first started. So like I used to be, when I see like, like 30, 40 Caucasians in the crowd and I'll be like, mm -hmm. oh, man i have to perform the white people what the fuck right but then i started realizing like as long as you start talking about yourself and just you and like because like like i talk a lot about myself like me getting stopped in the airport and not and i compare it with the white person i say like you see like look with they the beard like people. that i'm not surprised no so like stuff like that so like i even talks about i so saw i talk about my i talk about my parents i say like then it's it's very relatable things like i know because end of the day if you don't I know sometimes it's hard for the younger comics to come up with like more generic words to say when you're doing a set. You know, sometimes okay. like you want to say like, oh, I went, I went, that's the other day I went to that side and I saw I went into this jalan. You know, you can actually replace jalan with street, you know, okay, like stuff like that. So there are a lot of, I, I feel a lot of the local uh, uh, mater like materials can mm. be revamped uh, to, to suit the audience because the end of the day is, you really need to entertain. That's your job. Your job is to entertain the audience. Doesn't matter, you know, hook by crook. You need to make them laugh. That is All your right, job. Yeah, which is true. You know, and and sometimes, and uh, I have also seen younger comics who are like maybe one two years in, and like you know when they're doing their jokes and their references are all local references, and like, <laughs> but when the white people are not getting it, they're like, so he this guy is brilliant. He looked at the guy. How long you been living in Malaysia? You're looking at me like you don't understand what I'm saying. So, oh, I've been living in Malaysia for 10 years. And you don't know this, 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 this. You know, so you bring it back to the audience, you know. So Okay, okay, uh, okay. So it's like, uh, now I get it. Now I get it. Because like, the thing, it's always been funny because I watch some foreign acts down here in Malaysia. It's like some of the stuff they talk is totally American, which doesn't yeah. really, is not really applicable for an Asian market. But if it, an Asian tells a joke to another Asian, like say, for example, you take a stand-up comedy... that goes on it's relatable yeah. same goes to a yeah. chinese audience or so on but uh yeah, yeah. asian flair asian flair that's a bit tricky la. it's uh okay i'll give you a very good example yeah uh one uh this comedian called paul ogata he's american okay. i mean he's japanese american but i mean born and bred in california or something like that so his joke is like you know like oh man i love being in malaysia because i realize everything that you guys speak here we speak the similar thing in america you know like the name for the English name, the, the Malay name for restaurant is restaurant, right? The 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 English name for taxi. Then he just goes on. He says taxi because we all have the same things. Yeah. And then he does three of that, and then he says like uh, the name for the name for a six foot, uh, you know, a five inch beautiful girl is called Pundad. You know, he says that. <laughs> you know, so I was like, so like people will be like, where on earth did the guy? Like, you know, because like, and, and that's the thing. It's also because he actually asks, he asks us like, hey, what is the term for this? And then when he says the word pondad, but then he, he, he follows it up. Uh, in, okay. in America, we call this. So it's, you see, it's, they're not only smart, it's still politically correct and still, still making it funny because that's the whole idea of doing this. You know, they're oh, not just okay. to come there like, oh, I just want to like, and that's the thing. Do most, whatever most, stuff. It's a standard template that I have. I'm going to use it yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, okay. Um, most younger comedians also like because I do I host I mean I host a lot of comedy shows you know and when you host your you get really sharp you know how to talk to people you know how to read a room uh, I think yeah. that is a very good uh, I mean I'm very happy that I I'm able to have that skill to because it makes it easier when I just do a set I don't have to worry sometimes you know uh, okay. like even last year I did a, I did a show for I I did I called it the crowd show it's one hour twenty minutes no material just purely crowd work you know just talking to people and like getting jokes and and i 120 like, minutes of doing that one hour 20 minutes yeah one hour 20 dude how did you do that 
Yeah, me being an MC, you asked me to talk for 60 minutes non-stop, I'll slap somebody on that. What's called a crowd show. You 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 interact, you interact with the audience, you get something from the audience, and you yeah, that's that's that, that's the whole show. Yeah. So, but the good thing about being a stand-up comedian is you get sharper by the day. Like. You everything you see, everything you do, uh, you're you're yeah. very spontaneous in everything that happens. But do people expect you to be like that in every single time? Because, like, see, I'm going to be honest with you. Before having this chat, I was trying to prep myself. Usually when I talk to artists or I talk to any uh, businessman or anybody for that matter, you know your style of you want to speak, your mindset. You're going to go yeah. in tune with them. But when it comes to stand-up comedian, I'll admit it, I was freaking scared, dude. Because everybody has this perception that, uh, or most of them that I know, but if you speak to a comedian, you got to try to sound funny. No. Because he's a funny guy. You know, this, that's the thing. I came across, have you, okay, let's see. Have you come across this situation? You are in a bunch of friends and somebody keeps trying to come up with jokes and jokes and jokes just yeah. to impress you. Have you come do you come across that a lot? Not only no, not not to impress. They will come and they will tell me stuff like, hey, hey, hey you can use this, you can use this in your set. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'm not gonna tell like I don't want to tell you escapades so you you can finish three bottles of beer at one go. Like that's not funny, man. That's just you, you know. <laughs> Like, you know, just random shit they tell you, like, hey, bro, you can tell this. Especially a lot of uncles, bro. After the show, they come and up to us, like, boy, boy, I got one joke for you, boy. I got one joke. They I'm like, I don't, want, I don't want to hear your joke, uncle. You enjoy the show, right? Just shut up. <laughs> it's like them sending their resume. La. I also got a yeah. chance. La. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but does that happen often or not? I mean, in usual, like, when you have you hang out with your friends and so on, everybody's trying to have conversations that it's somewhere or other along the lines of being funny. Does that happen uh, often? Uh, it, that, okay, the thing is, sometimes I, I do hang out with a lot of comics. So, like, being okay. sitting out with a bunch of comics, they're like, okay, like, comedians are freaking narcissistic bastards. Like, okay, yeah, we are like, <laughs> like, we are constantly trying to one-up each other all the time, right? Because that's that's just the nature, right? Um, <laughs> because no matter what, no matter, okay, this is one thing I will tell you why this happens all the time. No matter how friendly or people are all hanging out together, we're doing it for the scene, blah, blah, blah. But every comedian is up for himself only. <laughs> <laughs> he's just waiting because, for the right material. Uh. Yeah, just for it. Because and sometimes you can know, you can know this guy is trying out a material because they'll be talking and then mm -hmm. suddenly they'll be like bringing a topic and then they, they'll be trying weird stuff. And it's like, then you can tell like, bro, are you trying your new material on me? You know, if you want to try. Uh, so you guys are the guinea pigs. Lah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So you gotta yeah. be really careful when you speak to a comedian. Now, now, now that you mentioned this, the next time I hang around with any of my comedian buddies, it's yeah. gonna be really tough for me, man. I'm just gonna start no, paying no, attention I, details, but, Not, not really, but like it's. I think so. Like, I, I, I think that's the other thing. Uh, people don't realize that. Uh, because the other day also I was having a conversation with my friend. She's like, she said like, oh, you know, but you're a comedian, ma. You should be happy. And I'm like. I said that's the problem. Everyone thinks we are constantly like twenty four seven turned up. You know, we are we are not. We we are actually humans that have like normal problems. So <laughs> yeah, because you know? like yeah, just I've I've always wondered that when you have like even vice versa of the what I asked you earlier, it's like do they expect you to be funny at all times? Like when you go out for gathering, you chill out, a family dinner, a wedding, or something. Everybody, do they keep expecting you to be funny? Hey, Prakash coming So he has to see something funny all throughout the day. He's the entertainer of the night. Yes, I, I, I've actually experienced that quite a bit. Lah. I mean, like, it's uh, uh, sometimes, or these are over the years, people have realized, especially like family members or whatever, they've realized, like, okay, you know, uh, like me on stage and me being in a family situation is very different. I, I have a lot of my cousins who come up to me and say, like, hey, come, lah, do a few jokes. Lah. I say, like, you guys don't even come and watch me perform. <laughs> <laughs> you want free me to bus. perform for you? Yeah, I'm not going to perform for you for free, you know? So, yeah, actually. <laughs> Is, yeah. I get that all the time, especially when you go for weddings and so on. They just yeah. come in nicely slotting. Hey, Machang, can MC my function for a while? Machang, yeah. can MC that for a while? That happens with comedians also, right? No, that's the thing. because I And I usually tell my friends, like friends or family, I say like, look, if you want me to help, I will come and help. If you want me to come and clean your house, put up things in the, on the tree, do the decorations, I will help. But if you're asking me to do something that I do for work for free, then no way lah. You yeah, which is true. Which is true. It is. It is unfair. A lot of people don't understand, yeah. especially when you're in this particular industry. It doesn't matter if you're a singer, you're a comedian, you're an MC, you're a DJ. This is profession. This is what you make a living from, and doing it for free, you just start 
start practicing that, it's going to affect your income. And plus, when you're performing, it's a different personality altogether. It's yeah, like, you know? yes, you see, like, it's a switch. Like, say, for example, like, Prakash, I know you as a buddy way before comedy started. So when we have yeah. conversations, it's just as that person, like Nav yeah, and Prakash, like, right? Yeah, yeah, so, but yeah. when you turn up to a stand-up comedian, it's a different switch altogether. You go on stage, the microphone comes in, and it's a different yeah. person altogether. So it, it is. is kind of weird, right? It's very weird because, and that's, that's so I've kind of, like, in a way, like, in the last few years, I've, uh kind of like psych myself so every time what i'll do is okay i start the show uh from the start to the end of the show i'll be like like be there okay just like be there in the moment make sure do everything and then the show ends i will spend like 10 15 minutes to go and say thank you to all the people who came like even even i don't know them i'll just go and say my thank yous mm -hmm. and then once the thing ends i i have to be very con uh be very firm with myself in this thing because sometimes when you're saying thank you, you get pulled into other people's conversation because people want to, because people don't realize as performers or people in the industry, even like you, you are emceeing, mm -hmm. you are actually giving all your energy back to the audience. And they're taking right. everything. You're taking, back, you're taking back whatever they are giving back to you. And especially events, like, you know, they don't follow the flow. Hey, the lucky draw not here. Lah. The lucky draw supposed to be there. Can you play the game? So you're adding new information at the same time. And so I told myself, okay, after finish, and then the 15 minute ends, I will go inside, I'll get my beer, I'll go to the end there and just chill out. Yes. So yeah. You just you know? want that silent for a month, the moment for you, the time for yourself. It, it, is, yeah. it is mentally exhausting. Everybody assumes yeah. that the moment you take the mic on the stage, it's like, I love my easy job, buddy. Just talks only, but nothing but. But the, the yeah. access, it's very taxing for you physically and mentally. Once you're doing the whole thing, all you need is yeah. have 10 to 15 minutes or half an hour break. Even my days of radio, it's like yeah. after the show, I don't talk to anybody for a good yes. one, two hours. Complete yes. silence. I don't want to hear conversations and I don't want to speak to anybody. Yeah, it, it's it's funny that I say this as well because like, uh, and, and hearing you say that you do that because uh, uh, the last time when Trevor Noah was performing in Singapore, so he came to Singapore, he did two shows in Singapore. So my some of the comedian friends from Singapore had the opportunity to actually meet him backstage, all right? So, so I, I, and we were all like really excited, like, hey, dude, like, you guys met Trevor Noah, what did he say? He apparently he came with the manager, came out, right, took some photos, and then uh, the, the assistant is telling, oh, these are some of the local Singaporean comedians. The whole time, he never speak. Trevor never speak. Yeah. Because he, he's, you know why? Because he's doing, he's doing like 20 shows in a row. He had, he has to take care of his voice. He's like in that mode where like, okay, thank you so much for coming. And he's just, apparently just was doing hand hand signals. And that's about I could it. imagine. I could imagine. Yeah, because yeah. It, people don't understand for those who, are, they might consider you to be stuck up or maybe a show off. Ooh, like ooh. I said earlier, it's like, like for, for me, after the emceeing, I'll just go to a far corner, but there's nobody have a cigarette. Don't chat. Don't listen to anything. Yeah. Because you yeah, just like yeah. want to blow some steam off. You know, just like, yeah. okay, done. Yeah. Because at that very moment, you're evaluating yourself, what you did, how was the show. You're, you're yeah. just judging and how you could have done it right. So the yes. last thing on earth you need exactly. is someone talking to you, right? So I can just exactly. imagine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But speaking of uh, emotional involvement in the job that you do, we also know that a lot of stand-up comedians go through this uh, period of depression, sadness. We've heard a lot about it, right? Uh, especially yeah. the international acts. Based on your experience, your friends down here in Malaysia, does uh, anyone have that, that issues? I, I mean, like, okay, so maybe... I, I, of course, I know a few of them who are, who are like, who were like really um, affected by depression. Actually, one of the pe person that that uh, mm -hmm. came out and actually spoke about it was uh, was uh, Jen Han. You know, Kwa Jen Han. I don't know if you've heard of him. Kwa Jen Han. He was part of MACC. Yes, yes. So uh, AIA yeah. Insurance actually came out with a new a new pre uh, package for people with depression because it's uh, it's a new insurance mm -hmm. package. And Jenhan actually spoke about it there as well. Uh, and uh, I mean, uh, a few other people that I know go through it. Like me personally, because uh, it I, I it was not major, major, like, you know, because I think mm -hmm. so, like, I still have very uh, a close group of friends to, like, not only friends, but like people that I can really rely on and, and, and kind of carry me up and, and stuff like that. Uh, but like, you do go through that moment because like, um, because the thing about being a stand-up comedian as well, I mean, like this something that I, when you're doing so many, sh you're doing shows every week, every day, and like especially if you do like four really good shows back mm. to back, 
people are laughing, people are going crazy. And then that one show is just like, that really affects not only comedians, I would say performers in general, you know, because okay. like you are, you're riding on that, on that. And, and it's a bit more for comedians because we, we, we live for that laughter because when you hear the laughter, we get more and then all these toxins are coming out from our body and like we're getting excited and like, you know, but when you, and like I have done shows where I go up, I've, I've done the same jokes like yesterday and then tonight I do the same jokes. No one laughs. Ouch. So it's Ouch. like, yeah. So sometimes I'm like, so sometimes on, you have to really improvise at that time. You're like, Hey guys, are you guys okay? Like, or is it just me? So like, I kind of have like a banter, that kind of thing. Uh, but those are things that really affects uh, comics, you know. So um, because it's 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 one of those art forms where you know that you will get the instant recognition from the audience, and if you don't get yeah, it, true. it's gonna affect you like a long, you know. That's why, like, I know for a fact that like a lot of comics who they go into a, a mode of like not performing for like a year or two years, you know, and then they come back again, and then it's like crazy, you know. So uh, it happens. It happens. Yeah. All right, because I've always been curious on that uh, being funny all the time. Okay, it's not something that it's easy to do. It's like consistently yeah. being funny back to back, back to back. We are humans. We do have other feelings too. We have angers. We have sadness. And but the yeah. thing is, society, your audience, your profession requires you to be funny at least eighty percent of your freaking life. Yeah. And then the remaining twenty percent to balance it out. I think that's what messes up a lot of people uh, when it comes to yeah. issues like this emotionally and so on. And yes. uh, to overcome that, what what do you do, man? It's like because, I, like I said, I I I mean, like so uh, when it comes to sh on show days, I do that. Like when I told you earlier, like I did, I do the whole after hmm. the show. Like I know I I take some time off on my own, you know, or whatever not. Uh, but I I mean, and that's that's a good thing because I always tell. Uh, I mean, like I'm pretty happy with what I do for my own time because I I take photos, you know, I go out, okay. and you know, I I. I don't even tell anyone I'm going to KL. I mean, like, usually I go to KL to take photos in the same places that I've been photographing all the time. Uh, you know, there's something about just walking around town with your headphones on and just with your camera and just you. It, it mm -hmm. feels like that, that's that's my... It's like it's like therapy for me, like, in a way, I would say, because, like, you know... At I least just, you have something to fall back to, just in yeah, case, just yeah. balance and, things and out. Very, I think so. Everyone needs to do that. That's why sometimes I tell some of the younger comics, it's like, I know it's good for you to be excited and all that, but you need to learn to have friends. You need to learn how to talk to people. Uh, you cannot be stuck in the same circus. Like if you just keep on hanging out with comedians, it's, it's going to be, you're not going to go anywhere. It's going to like, you know, bring you down uh, because it's a very uh, interesting environment to be at, you know, because everyone is striving to be, become the next top person, you know, like, you know, it's, it's, it's a very, it is, it's very communal, but there's like always a bit of like that, 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 that not to say uh, jealousy, but like, that that competitiveness, you know, they are, we are okay. like in, inside our heart, like, okay, I, I I know I can my next my next show I'm gonna do this, you know, I'm gonna do better this person. I know? think it happens in all uh, profession. Uh, for yeah. like, uh, yeah. I dare to speak to say when it comes to emceeing, also it's the same thing. It's like one guy does this, the next guy say no, I can do better. I just add on. Okay, now he's wearing a black suit. Tomorrow I'm gonna wear something flower with floral yeah. on it, and just to compete <laughs> with each other. I mean, it happens yeah. at all times, at all times, and. Uh, in terms of money, this this thing, okay, here's another thing that um, is affecting the industry very much. When you say competitiveness, yeah. the undercutting or price price drop and so on, does that also implies in the uh, stand-up comedy world or is it like a standard figure for all? So, so as far as I'm concerned, I, I am not, uh, I mean, I, I only recently started getting into like doing corporate jobs. Like, you know, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like Harid, I'm not like Kevin, I'm not like Rizal. Like all the older guys, I mean, like all of them, okay. like Douglas, Jason, they all uh, have cornered the the corporate market very much. Okay, which sometimes makes it harder for for like the like my tier fillers to come up, and also like uh, I feel a lot of the guys from my tier onwards, other than Gajan, I don't know if you know Gajan. Gajan is yes, I do. I do. So other yeah. than Gajan and me, like everyone else does. I would say rarely does corporate. Like none of the younger comics, they want to do corporate shows. They just okay. want to perform and do comedy. So like in that sense, the market is already set for these guys. So of course you have Douglas and Harith, and then you have uh, Kavins. You have your Kavins, your Jasons, your Jane okay, Hans, okay. So that's another uh, amount of uh, people that you take money from. 
and then then you have me lah me gajan uh, a few other people you know so uh it's it's also based on like the years you've been doing so if you know for a fact that you can able to because corporate is a totally different animal by itself yeah your jokes need to be clean you you cannot say this you cannot say that you know and uh uh it's it's um, so like i i was developing that uh, like a very clean material and that's when my music part comes in because i have like a joke where it's all music based it's all song based okay. so when you, you can do for corporate shows because people i want that to they want to have a good time and it's like you know so i i kind of like have that uh because sometimes corporate a package yeah you do half an hour so i have like 15 minutes of this whole bit about like a music all just music bit so it's just my guitar and like i'm interacting with the audience they getting their names singing about them um yeah so but yeah once mco ends i hopefully can uh, do more stuff lah so yeah because that's where the money is that's where the money is yeah exactly because that's what i was about to ask does this being a comedian really pay uh it, it well it does it does no mean, no i mean not not of the corporate sector but as to oh, just no. doing shows and so on because okay, like so, i said the tickets are not i'll be honest with you the tickets uh, that's being sold for comedy shows are not really expensive yeah okay? it's like 40, pretty fair it's very pretty cheap and i yeah. must apologize i have never had the chance to check out your show because of clash of dates and timing yeah. every time you have oh, a show yeah. i got an event going on so okay, but okay. the thing is this so the shows are pretty cheap tickets are not really that much and the places the uh, that they can accommodate the crowd is not really that huge yeah. so of course when you sell tickets you got to pay for the venue rental this that everything so do comedians yeah. really make money when they're doing uh, shows as, as such so the thing is uh, i i always believe in like you know uh, you should, if you if you don't want to make this your full time career you have it's good to have another job but like mm-hmm. for me uh, when i was doing the shows i have to make i have to plan it out in such a way it's not actually to be honest it's not much uh when you host you get 200 ringgit for a show all right Ouch. when you do a, yeah it's just 200 ringgit uh when you do a feature set you get 100 ringgit so a feature set is like 10 to 60 minutes so and sometimes you know for a fact that uh hosting gets more money so what i do is i actually plan out my week in such a way that okay these are the shows that i'm going to host so i calculate in such a way that okay if i host x amount of number of shows then i'll get x amount of number of money to pay off what so like if you plan it really well you can actually i i am able to pay off like my my bills like okay. my house rent, all that but it's also you have to put in more work lah of course the Because, the but, frequency but, has to be there lah yeah the frequency has to be there and that is why that is why uh i when i'm doing this so i been like getting doing a lot of shows on my own so like i'll tell to joke fi harit's place is like hey harit i actually have an idea for a show my show uh let's make a deal so we will okay. do a dot you know so if you're able to create so that's the thing you need to have a bit of that that whole entrepreneurship and like being being innovative to offer something else to the audience because audience are coming to watch stand up yes but sometimes people also want to watch a stand up show or a comedy show that is a bit different so like like we do improv shows as well uh we also like the the crowd show and we did like a panel show uh so like something that's a bit more a bit has a bit more variables Okay. Uh, the response is amazing. So, but that only happens if you actually put in effort, lah. So, uh, and if you really plan it well, and that's why when I did my one-hour show last year, uh, the last the show was in October, but I started promoting the show since February. Oh, okay, that's a long way. So, but the, yeah, if let's yeah. say assuming getting into uh, fields like say uh, being a radio jock or maybe a TV host. and so on is it is it really feasible in the Malaysian market because uh, I'll be very honest with you here because I've seen some hosts who were formerly stand up comedians but when they took over the job as uh, radio announcers or maybe TV hosts it wasn't exactly their cup of tea or rather that the funniness did not show yeah the 40 did not really show as an announcer or maybe a TV host yeah. and so on unless it was like having jay and puppy zack and so on they had elements of funny in their radio yeah. show okay that's yeah. a different game altogether but some of the tv hosts i'm not going to mention names they were funny as a comedian self but when it comes to tv hosting boom it was bad a bad idea i i i i i totally agree with that because sometimes <clears throat> uh it's 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 very important to know your strength you okay. know it's very important to know your strength so like i know what's my strength and like I, if i i know for a fact that 
if i'm going to do something in the future i need to work it based on like what i'm really good at sometimes i know people get really excited uh of because because that's the thing uh it's it's the other whole ball game where when you have social media following and it's big people will pay anything to you for you to be there so that they i just they people don't realize that companies are using these people to make money for themselves it's yeah, not yeah, true. so sometimes like your your real persona does not come out as a host or a, or a whatever not uh and and i always believe in learning so if you really want to do that then you have to learn about it you know maybe take classes or get be a, be a, be a, be under a person who's been a, a announcer or whatever not for very long uh and stuff like that because then only then it works uh because it's very obvious sometimes i mean it's very like me personally if you ask me <clears throat> i love trevor noah as a stand up comedian it's yeah. very hard for me to see trevor noah as a tv host on the daily show yeah he's just bitching a lot back to bad bitching and yeah. so on is like it's not really his his character yeah. doesn't really show out but if you see hasan minhaj mm-hmm. who's a stand up comedian like okay. he's doing that, that patriot act, the patriot act show if you watch the patriot act show it's just like a talk show as well it complements him as being a stand up because he knows how to present the the political stuff like okay. Trevor now like i feel that Trevor i mean this is my personal opinion like i i love him i love i love his comedy but it's like like you say it's very much like you know very news news based style and like like i really want it to be fu- i i want the Trevor Noah that's like funny you know like you know now yeah. i know you're talking about a lot of issues and all that i it's amazing but like yeah and compare that to Hasan Minaj it's like he still is funny and still good at presenting so it's two different things you know uh one of my inspiration is, is uh, Graham Norton because Graham oh, has the setup and his talk show is amazing it's like how he does it it's funny all the way consistent how he presents himself the questions he asks interaction so he was I, one of the uh, my favorite anyway he's like i always wanted to, i mean like if i ever get to a level one day like i i want to be interviewed by graham norton <laughs> yeah it is amazing man it is amazing the way i mean he is one of the uh, i would say an example for most of the ones who plan to do talk shows you are he's one of the benchmarks an example that you can try to actually yeah. follow is like from opening the show i mean let's face it you have jimmy fell and you have all the other guys which still isn't funny they try to be funny but it's yeah. not really as funny as what you see in uh, graham and a couple of other guys i think I, i think and that's that's the whole idea because like he he knows how to like he knows what his strengths are you know he knows how to like we all know like you know he's 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 flamboyant you know he's out there he dresses up really well he he drinks on the show he knows how yeah. to play with those so like and that's the thing because knowing your strengths are very very important so sometimes i even tell the comedians i mean like for me like when i first started out i started making jokes of like things that don't make sense to me then i realized like why am i making jokes that don't make sense to me you know it's the same thing like sometimes some of the comedians the younger ones who for that shock factor they will come and do jo- jokes about the jews and do jokes about <laughs> religion and i'm like i feel like dude like do you know any jewish people or do you know anyone who's been raped before like why are you making these jokes say like, oh exactly. no exactly you know that has thing. to be connected to you in some yeah, some way la but so, cool it's cool it it works hand in hand la. i mean i always believe that because sometimes like if you if you're a uh, there's this term called uh, in if you play if you in baseball uh like they have the five 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 stones or something like that you know that means yeah. you're a good you're a good pitcher and you, you cover all five bases no one has like all five usually like one person or two person most of them like they'll have three you know and so that's like most people in the arts we all have, we we don't cover everything you know like yeah. i would say like, one person who covers everything that i've seen life is actually gurmeet singh Oh yeah yeah Gurmit is uh, he, he is I don't know man how to put oh. it he is one of the uh, guys who know how to make money in every single corner la. Yes <laughs> and also you see Gurmit Singh uh, if you see Gurmit as Gurmit and not Pachukang he's still funny Ah yeah yes I've seen him yeah. MC before I've seen him MC yeah. on stage and uh, he is he has his own character but the thing is it's hard to not to see him as Pachukang Yeah, because the character is so. Actually, the thing is this thing because before he did Portugal, he was he had a TV show and like he was a host on a, was a TV show. I think yeah. back in Singapore. So like part of the TV show, one of the characters was Portugal. Ah, okay, okay, and okay. And that's how the people from Media Corp like, hey, let's give a solo show to Portugal because he played a few different characters and Portugal stood out the most. 
Yeah, uh, so that that's how. But but for you, are you have, do you have any plans of doing something similar to that? Have your own talk show? Because I have yes. admired your work. I've seen you live a couple of times. I've watched a couple of your live sets going on here and there. So are you going to have any plans of doing a Prakash Channel show? Yes, uh, that's that's the because so before this is funny thing is because before this whole thing happened with my dad and all that, uh, I've set up like a two months plan to to okay. create like I've already had like I already had all the people to be interviewed to be uh, like all that recorded because the plan was to actually have a show because I I have friends from all different industries so I wanted to get people from all the different industries not just comedians because like I I love one thing that i really love talking is uh thought processes and ideations like yeah. how people do this stuff because that i think everyone's thought processes is just amazing like people who do like like you know art is like they have a different way people who do music have a different way of looking at things and and i think so every there's always an underlining message that connects the arts especially yeah, when true. it comes to thought processes so this was the idea that i had and uh, of course now i'm taking on my dad and all that so i put that on hold because the whole idea is also to record this and uh you know maybe like come up with a, a, a like six or seven episodes and then maybe like try to give it to some brands and see like hey we want to sponsor my show you know and like you know like i mean like not 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 much i just want enough money to buy some good equipment or whatever not you know because right but what do you think order- i'm doing right now <laughs> yeah, like I saw, I saw, I saw your thing coming, and I'm like, hey, looks like you finally got the. No, thing. because we're like, like for me, when I started this, it's like you know me very well. It's been doing this for so many years. You tend to talk to people, ask things. You just want to find out. Just want to dig the pick their brains and what they yeah, 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 what yeah. they are thinking of. Like today, I've learned so much about comedy that I haven't, I didn't even knew existed. You know the things that happens behind the scenes and so on, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, thanks yeah. to having a chat with you. I refuse yeah. to do it with any other comedian because I know you personally, so I know how you think based on your Facebook posts and so on, your live chats. So I learned something new. So I guess it's going to be pretty much awesome when you kick off your segment of doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm because the thing is like, I, and that's the thing because I always believe like. I know a lot of people always out there. They're constantly saying like, "Oh, why this person is doing that?" And all. Oh, then he's like taking. I say like, guys, the 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 pie is really big. Yeah. The pie is huge. It's just matter of how you want to get a slice of it. And yeah, and that's. I'm just so sick and tired of hearing like people constantly saying like, "Oh, this person did that. That person did that." Like you know, I had this idea. Then if you had the idea, why you didn't do it first? Exactly. You know? Exactly, you know, because the thing is, like, even even podcasting. There's a whole lot of people doing podcasting. When I yeah. I started doing my research on it, which is exciting, and the best yeah. part about talk shows like such, like what what we're doing right now, maybe what you you will be doing, time is not a problem because you you're no. not programmed to listen to something which is only about fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. Because you're so yeah. used, people are so used telling you that oh no no, if anything more than five minutes, people won't be interested in half an hour. People yeah. won't be interested in. Like, have you checked out podcasts from Joe Rogan? Yeah, 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 yeah. Stand up. He goes for about three hours, dude. And I actually sat down one day listening to the entire three hours because it was fun. You should listen to these guys called uh, the Dollop. They call the Dollop. Okay. It's like the Dollop. So D O L L O P. The Dollop. It is just okay. two uh, two comedians, and they are they are, they've been doing it for a very long time. And their podcast is about all the weirdest and craziest. Uh, American Americana stories, bro. Like, like the like you have no idea. Some of these stories are insane, which only happens like different parts. And people actually send in the stories to them, and they basically just um, talk about the story. And like one exactly. guy says, another guy just punchline. You know, it's just and it's so good. Like you know, so. Uh, there's a few podcasts I listen to as well, so you know, yeah. So, and, so you and, see, you could have you have the patience to sit down and actually listen to it for a very long time, and no problem no, no. at all. Not not everything. Only a few that I really like because I do also listen to like most of my podcasts are like each episode is like twenty minutes long or twenty five minutes long. Ah, uh, still twenty five minutes is still consider consider yeah, yeah, yeah. long enough, lah. Even yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe it. We went for actually one hour plus. The conversation has been so exciting, man. But uh, so far, that thank goodness this thing is going to be loaded up into Spotify, so people can actually listen to it while surfing through others. Because streaming alone, yeah, people tend to skip pages. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, but yes. anyway, thank you so much, dude. Thank you so well, much for so enlightening much, me. So much for having me. Uh, it's fun. Finally, we got to talk. <laughs> Finally, man. Finally, because uh, the best part is after knowing you all those years, you were a writer, right? In Star before? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never, you never wrote anything about me. Then you're a oh, photographer. Yeah. You never took any pictures of me. And then... I didn't write anything about you because I was a paid, right? It was advertising. It was like paid advertorials. Yeah, I know. <laughs> say la, whatever you want to say, man. You never wrote anything about me. Never took any pictures about me. I hope you don't joke about me after this. No, no, I won't. I won't. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. It's seriously fun. But thanks. Thank you so much. It was great chatting with you. Uh, yes, I've yes. learned a lot. I've seriously learned a lot about comedy. Like I said, comedy is no joke. It's a serious business. It's not yeah. like something that anybody and everybody can get into. And uh, finally, I managed to pick your brains on that, uh, which yes. is uh, pretty, pretty exciting. So, which proves one thing. I'm never going to try startup comedy ever again, man. I had a bit of hope, but uh, <laughs> I think this is going to shove it up somewhere else. Like, no oh, way I'm going to be... Because the new the new open mic timing is only three minutes, you know. So yeah. Nah, I can't do that, man. No way, man. No way, I can do that. I'm just gonna stick to paying tickets or watching something on YouTube. I'm not gonna do this thing. Just enjoy it the way it is. Leave it to the pros. Leave it to the pros, man. Thanks a lot, dude. And uh, for those listening to it, don't forget to check out uh, Prakash on his uh, Instagram page, which is uh, Prakash Daniel Comedy, and it's also on Facebook. Do you have a YouTube channel yet? No. No YouTube channel, just uh, both Prakash Channel Comedy on Facebook and Instagram. So yeah. So check it out. All the details, all the shows and upcoming shows. But uh, are you doing any stand-up special online? No, right? No. Uh, well, I'm doing one show this weekend, uh, which is a it's a 24-hour show by organized by my friends in Australia, and they got 30 okay. over comedians from different parts of the world performing. Uh, nice. I, it's on my it's on my Instagram. The details are there, so you can just watch us and uh, uh, just hang out. Like come and hang out and watch the show, lah. Yeah. Thank you very much, Prakash. Got to let yeah. you go. Thank you for spending time with me and have a great weekend, right? Enjoy so yourself, dude. Okay. Take care, take care.